We are. Uh... There you go. Sorry, restart. Uh, I typed as a producer. I forgot to put us on. <laughs> it happens. Uh, oh, again. <laughs> <clears throat> Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of the Quack Report. My name's Carter, and as always, I'm joined by Nate. We'll fix it in post, right? No problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all in, it's all in post. It's all in yeah, post. Yeah, exactly. Just the, even though this it'll is, be magical. Even, even though this is live right now, it's all in post. And, and I do, like, basically no editing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and by basically no editing, I mean no editing. No editing. <laughs> yeah. And, unless one of us... That's yeah, yeah, really, that's it. Unless one of us, like, says something really stupid, then maybe I'll take it out, but... I guess you do a lot of editing then, and there's still like hour 45 episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I, I think, honestly, I think because it, it's pretty late, you know, because we're recording after the game. So we're, this is going to be a shorter episode, and I think we can put it into literally just like three minutes. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck was that? <laughs> And that'll do it for this episode of the Quack Report. Is that a new one? No, it's just been on there for a long time, and I always forget about it. Okay, yeah, we just don't yeah. use it that often. All right. Yeah, which is surprising oh. considering how this season's been going. Right. Yeah. We have uh, we have oh. Way chiming in in the chat here as well, saying, "What a game, huh?" With that's, is that that's, just an emoji of someone just standing there? I is think it is. <laughs> it's kind of small. I, I can't really tell, but I can make it bigger. Yep. Just, just, just stand in there. That's you know that's the perfect emoji for. I can that make too. it bigger. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's an example of uh, one of the things that we normally cut out and post. And when I say normally, not. I mean not at all. <laughs> By normally, we mean never. <laughs> never, never. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's definitely one way to describe we'll the game. Oh, to yeah. lose, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But just what a game, huh? Yep, that's that, that's one way to just wrap it in a bow. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Oh um, man. Yeah, I, I guess we'll start with the the Sabers Ducks one, even though we normally go oldest to newest. But just because this is more of the post game, you know what? We'll start here, here. So I was gonna say, you know what? We can actually we can do the Golden Knights one first. Okay. Because I can I can wrap that up really quickly for you. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, the same thing as against the Sabres. Yeah. Just against a better team than the Sabres. Yeah. Jack Eichel is... That's it. That's Jack it. Eichel is so <laughs> horny right now after you said that. He's just like, oh, yes. <laughs> we're just like that much better. I think, he, I, I think he was against the Ducks too because he put up uh, two points and I think if I'm the not Mutt's mistaken, those are the season first two high. points that he's had in like a while. Well, it's been a long time. Double yeah. check on that. And I mean, you know, the, the Golden Knights let in one less Ducks goal as well, because otherwise the scores were the same. 7-2 against the Knights, and now 7-3 against the Ducks. Or against the Sabres, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, just, just that one goal better. Okay, I have to apologize. Jack Eichel did have two points against Minnesota the game before playing Anaheim. Okay, but, but before that... Before that, he was pointless for one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh boy, <laughs> six games. Okay. Yeah, where he, then he had he had one point January nineteenth against Detroit, two games mm -hmm. without a point, and then one against uh, the Florida Panthers. So yeah, six. So it's games. been slow for him. Yeah. Yeah, six games, and it took the Minnesota Wilds and the Anaheim Ducks to get him going again. <laughs> Fun. Very fun. Oh, I love this sport. I love this sport. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, against the Golden Knights, Gibson was in net. Um, and just as you put it so eloquently, hung out to dry or left to dry. And then the yeah. same thing happened for Dostal as well. Like you were like, oh, Dostal's in net, you know, fresh face, you know, the solid goaltender back there as well. We always play better in front of him, it seems, but no, no, much the same, same result. Bullshit. Same yeah. thing. Yep. Seven goals. You know what? Actually, what are the comparative stats here? Because I, I, I actually think they're like actually close as well. Oh, probably. As uh, in, like Gibson had, stuff? yeah, Gibson had an eight twenty one save percentage against the Golden Knights. Uh, Dostal had an eight forty one. Um, so very similar. Yeah, both guys had seven goals against. Uh, 
Dostal had more shots against, though. He had 44 yeah. compared to Gibson's 39. So, <laughs> still a lot, hey? Ah! Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here. I, I got that. I got this one. There you go. Um, I also have this one, too. The good old Wilhelm scream. Yep. Uh, yeah. Rough night for Gibson, who puts up a negative 3.54 goal save above expected against Vegas. Um, and Dostal here? Not too much better. Negative 2.14. Oh, yeah. Like, both guys. like And, like, that's the one time where I'd look at the goal save above expected. And, like, unless I'm misremembering the game against Vegas. But, like... Both guys just got left to dry by the defense. And again, like yeah, I said, exactly. I'm not going to talk. And I and I feel like I have not actually talked about the defense a whole heck of a lot because that is obviously one of the glaring weaknesses considering the personnel and also the personnel missing from the defense, yeah. right? So, like, it, like that's why I said I was going to stay away from it. But, like, the last couple of – last few games even because I think we talked about it on Monday's episode as well. Yeah, we did. Yeah, It's been horrific. Horrendous, yeah. As of late, like, like the Ducks had found rock bottom with no defensive system and not a whole lot of great personnel in the back end, and they said, "You know what? No, we're gonna dig deeper. Yeah, we're gonna make the Marianas Trench deeper." Oh God, it's like, just, uh... I, I don't get it. And the offense wasn't great either, like specifically more for the Sabres game. All your goals came from the back end. Yeah, all from defense. Two from Cam Fowler, which he had a phenomenal which, game. And, yeah, yeah. He, he was the one bright spot, I think, Actually, in this game. Besides not even the, just his game, sorry. Lately, he's been phenomenal yeah. as well. I think uh, th- they showed it because they interviewed him in the intermission. His last five games, he has like four goals and five assists or something. Or maybe his last ten. Last ten seems like it makes... Well, no, no last five, I think. Probably be. Uh, Cam Fowler. Yeah. Let's take Nine points in five games. Yeah. That, no, that would make sense, especially because he got two tonight. So. Uh, yeah, because his last five, he hasn't had any uh, before tonight. So that makes a bit more sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, five, six, yeah. So seven, yeah, seven points in the last ten heading into Buffalo, oh, okay. or heading into the game against Buffalo tonight. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, yeah. so yeah, no, and I mean, yeah, he's been great, and fourth career two goal game as well. So yeah, no, but the the actual forwards, the guys who pay to score goals, they were they were non-existent. It non-existent in like shot attempts like qual like just quality chances but even just um, volume too especially for the yeah, first period. Vol- we had three shots in the first period yeah there's just nothing going on final shots literally doubled 44 to 22 oh they did get and, another one there yeah yeah they did get one more but like when you take a look as well at the quality of those shots as well 8 of 22 which I guess maybe is percentage-wise higher than they usually get, but 8 of 22 were considered high danger. Okay. The other 12 were considered medium and low danger, like split 6 and 6. So you could you could look at that in a vacuum and go, well, they had more high danger shots than they had medium and low danger shots, but then you go, wait a second, but they only had 22 shots. Yeah, and it's the Buffalo Sabres, which is like it's not supposed to be a knock on them, right? Because like they do have good defense, like good young defense. Oh but yeah, for thing, sure. It's good young defense, mm-hmm. right? Those are the guys that like a like a Jamie Drysdale or that sort of thing are the guys that you're still expecting to make a few like a couple mistakes every now and then kind of yeah. thing, right? But the the thing with that too though is we um twenty two shots, that's that's it. You, you know it's bad when you only have twenty two shots. No one on your forward lines um has a goal. And you know what? I'm gonna even just gonna double check if any of them had a point. Zegras definitely had an assist. Zegras got an assist, uh Strom got an assist, Derek Grant got two assists. Okay. Oh. Um wow. 
So, okay, so yeah. four four points from your forwards out of a potential nine. Um, and the rest from defensemen. Yeah, five five points from the back end. Yeah. Kulikov, Which... with, Kulikov with an assist, Cam Fowler with his two goals, and Kevin Shattenkirk with an assist and a fucking goal. Somehow, yeah. Kevin Shattenkirk, you guys, put up his first goal goal of the season and the offense was nowhere to be found yeah he's like guys come on let's let's get something like yeah that's just insane the thing is too going back to the eight high danger shots um and out of 22 is we had a lot of shots that or like we 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 seem to get shots in like flurries like we wouldn't get just like a shot here and then okay let's get another shot and then another couple and and this is this is kind of a good thing in a way too but like we we would get a shot and then there'd be a scramble and we'd get another one and then another one and then the the, yeah. the play would die so like so that's good but when you but then the rest of the time you just don't have the puck so like i don't know what was our offensive zone time probably like 7 minutes or something atrocious like that and then so we would get the puck cycle it around get a shot, generate a couple more shots, and then it would be gone, and then it would be all Buffalo. So it it just wasn't, like, consistent, I guess. And, and yeah. it, it, it kind of inflates the high-danger shot attempts when it's like, oh, you got one, oh, and then you got another shot, oh, and then you got another shot. Then it's like, okay, low-danger, low-danger, oh, high-danger, because now this is your third shot and everybody's all scrambly, but, um, but then that's it. Yeah, and especially when you look at um, chances for the Ducks had 43, and then you look at the high danger chances for it's 13. Mm-hmm. Compared to Buffalo, uh, who had 65 chances for and 15 high danger chances. Okay. But of those high danger chances, they got 10 on net and capitalize on two of them. Okay. And I'm guessing a lot of the Ducks high danger chances were missed, <laughs> missed the net or saved. Uh, high danger shots. So what did I, what did I say? It was 12 um, uh, or 13, 13 high danger, high, 13 high danger chances. Yeah. Uh, shots were eight. Oh, right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Like both goalies didn't do, spectacular we'll put it that way yeah also definitely didn't get help though yeah no you, you can't things better yes he let in seven goals but when he gave or when he was forced to face 44 shots it's hard to really blame him yeah but then you have eric comrie who literally just did his job tonight negative yeah negative 0.2 goal save above expected yeah he, he just he did his job that was it Mm-hmm. He didn't have to do a whole heck of a lot. It wasn't overly especially, tested. Especially in the first period. Jeez, the guy could have, you know, put on his skate guards, walked up to, you know, the, the concourse to whatever bar and gotten himself a cocktail, enjoyed that thing, gotten back to the net, and there still wouldn't have been a shot. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was embarrassing. We didn't have a shot until, like, it was something stupid, like 13 minutes into the game. Yeah, it was it's not, Like, you... T- show up oh. christ like it, it, it was embarrassing like, I, I i get it it's wednesday but f- people actually bought tickets for this please just yeah. try just try we're not asking like we are genuinely not asking you to win a game if anything yeah. fans are kind of almost hoping that you don't in the nicest way possible yeah. right just so that we can see more wins in the future but you can still make um, it a game. Some reinforcement, yeah, exactly. Like, like lose four three and have like and have some good chances. Yeah, like you can make it entertaining, which they did in the second period, right? They got yeah, they did. Back, they got they back. tied it up three yeah. three, but that very quickly changed. Um, yeah. or no, sorry. Or I think it was four three. Made, I think they made. It oh no, it was three two at one point. You're right. Yeah. yeah, they were they were up for thirty seconds, and then Buffalo was like, <laughs> "Oh Steven guys, generous. guys, okay, like we we gotta stop napping here and." turned the jets back on a little bit and they just they just they just took it yeah there's taking candy from a baby and then there's what the buffalo sabers did to the anaheim ducks after the ducks took a lead what what would that be just like 
it's easier. Easier than taking candy from a baby? I see. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be like just not even giving the baby a candy in the first place? It's holding the candy in front of the baby and being like, yeah, no, this isn't yours. Yeah. It's easy. <laughs> like, it, they, they literally showed it to the docs, like, a, like what a lead is for like 30 seconds. And then went, no, it's not. No, you're not having this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> honestly, though. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. It's dumb. So. Oh. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm like, yes. He, it, it, it all comes back to the coaching. And I have not actually said Dallas Egan's name, I don't think, for a while. Yeah. Which is genuinely impressive. But again, it's a change of the mindset of, you know what? Yeah, like he's, we're just, we're just going for it. Whatever he does is the best thing for this team. But yeah. there does become some times where you're like, okay, you can see why it's maybe not intentionally set up to fail. But there's like the inkling of, okay, I can see your idea here. It's not going to have the best outcome, but I can see what you're maybe thinking. Yeah. Then there's having Derek Ryan get put on the first line after coming back from injured reserve. Derek Grant. Or Derek Grant. Yeah. Say Derek Ryan. <laughs> you did, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, It's late. Yeah, it's late. But, like, and again, like the guy put up two points. That's great. That's because Fowler did something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. Like, yeah, I'm pretty I, sure they were like, both secondary assists too. Yeah, and was Silverberg up on the second line? I think is what it was. Mm, like there, yes. like there's been some line shuffling again. Which again, like, I'm genuinely asking this: Is it because the team was winning that we had to shuffle up the lines as much as we did? Probably. Yeah. Like, I'm genuinely asking. Yeah, yeah, probably. Because they like they were lines that, for the most part, worked, actually. For the most yeah. part. As good as you could probably get with this team, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you had... Um, Jesus Christ. Your top uh, five-on-five line, uh, Grant and Zegras Strom, which, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you're... <laughs> Jesus Christ. The second highest time on ice line for five on five was the fourth of Carrick, Megna, and Leeson, who I'll just remind everybody was out for three of the goals against Vegas last game in six, like just over six minutes of time on ice. Yeah. <laughs> like make it any less obvious or can you make it any more obvious that you're trying to tank? Like honestly. No, 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 no. Don't say that. Don't say that. Oh, Gary's yeah, listening. Gary knows all. No the, team the all hearing in the Gary. NHL. Yeah. No team in the NHL tanks because they have a lottery system. Remember that. No yeah. team tanks. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's a crock of bullshit. bullshit. Same bullshit. as this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got the, some just, chat just to catch up. up on here just, as well. Just show up. That's all we're asking for. Just show yeah. up. Just just like Andrew. Just show up, hit the like button, say hi, and now he's exactly. out. That's all you need to do. <laughs> just show up. Thanks, Andrew. We appreciate that. We got Reneal saying hi. Hello, Reneal. And um, we've got Springfield chiming in. Guys, I'm going to Friday's game against LA, and I have a feeling we're going to get embarrassed. Pray for me. And uh, the entire Wei says, town Have fun. Springfield is going to the game against LA. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> apparently. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of done are with we these talking games. Like the I don't know, is there anything? Springfield, or are we talking about like the Simpsons Springfield? Like the Simpsons Springfield. Okay, perfect. Yeah. yeah. I want to see Homer on the Jumbotron. <laughs> or Mo. Yeah. Or Barney. Yeah, I, I take either of those three. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about these games. I'm I'm kind of ready to move on. Do you have anything? Literally, just what I just said, but just show up. The yeah. minimum effort. That's all you need to do. There wasn't mm-hmm. even that tonight. Yeah. One person who doesn't have to show up, though, and is probably kind of glad about it, is uh, someone by the name of Jamie Drysdale. Uh, Way has a comment here. Speaking of defense, have y'all listened to the Players' Lounge episode today? I have not. I don't know if you have, Nate. 
Uh, I heard a clip of it, but I was reading uh, the the second part of uh, Way's comment there of uh, like apparently Jamie isn't returning this season. I was reading mm -hmm. that and thank like like which I, is good I, for I, his his own personal yeah. well being. Yeah, but. yeah, that that's what I was yeah going to say when I said thank fuck. Mm -hmm. So, but, but like, also don't me, bring him into this tire fire. Like if I'm yeah, exactly. myself, like, are you, are you sure it's a little, it's a little stiff. Like, I don't, I still don't think I can play. I, I, I wouldn't want to risk it. Like that, yeah, if exactly. I was Jamie, that's what I'd be doing. I wouldn't want to play on this dumpster no, exactly. fire. Yeah. Yeah. Bring, yeah. Bring me back next season when, uh, I got, I got a buddy on the team named, uh, Olin Zellweger. Mm -hmm. We can go off. God, that's going to be a, just that's, that pairing yeah. is going to be the worst pairing to play against in three, four years. Yeah, and we can, you know, give a breakout pass to Connor Bedard. Like Yeah. Who will then do a sweet, you know, tic tac toe play with Zegris and Bedard, and uh, McTavish and just, you know, rack up them goals. Yeah. Imagine that as your power play. Jesus. Drysdale, like, Bedard. The McTavish, power play if, Bedard. Again, it comes to structure. The power play in like a year or two given legitimate structure is going to be deadly as all hell. Like what, what are teams even going to do? Because it's literally going to be like, especially that first unit, five guys that can either thread, like put a, like, like thread the needle with the puck mm -hmm. or they're going to do that. But on net. Yeah. You don't know what they're going to do. They're going to score at will essentially. Like it's just, yeah. it's going to be <laughs> embarrassing for other teams. Um, yeah, let's, uh, I, I guess we can get to some other news here. Um, you know, hmm. the only positive I have, sorry, the last thing, oh, yeah. the only positive I have out of this game is that the Sabres, the, okay, sorry, the Ducks didn't wear their orange jerseys, which, which we were talking about on the watch along, mm -hmm. um, which normally Wednesdays and they were scheduled to wear them, uh, but because they didn't wear the orange jerseys and I guess even if they were wearing them, uh, the Sabres still looked good doing it the the entire kit of the sabers like they they turned that from one of the worst to one of the best so oh, yeah oh for sure so quickly so yeah yeah that, that's all right that's all i wanted to say no, oh yeah all good um i'm gonna break up our news segment just because like besides that we don't really have a actually uh we got the Gulls update quick and upcoming game for against the Kings. And what's, and what's quacking. And yeah, what's I'm, I'm still going to break up our news segment. We'll do the first one now, yeah, take a break, it. and then we'll do the second one, I think. Um, just to, so the ad is, or so their ad break is like a little more in the middle. But um, this coming from uh, Lisa Dillman on the OC register. Uh, prospect Henry Thun is going to test free agency. Uh, this was confirmed by Pat Verbeek on Wednesday. Uh, Thrun was a left D that we drafted in the fourth round back in 2019, 101st overall. Currently, he plays for Harvard University, 24 points in 24 games, uh, five of those points being goals. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, we haven't actually signed him. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, no, he was, uh, again, it's it's all the college talk is coming out right now. Um, yeah. yeah, not a guy that we had signed that definitely hurts the prospect pool, especially on the back end a little bit. Um, yeah, we, we did draft a few, quite a few defensemen over the last couple of years. So like we do still have guys, but I mean, yeah. And, and there are still be... like good ones coming up right in like the guy that we mentioned in Zellweger in Minchikov. Um, so like we, like we still have some stuff in the cupboards coming up. Yeah. But, uh, but Thrun definitely would have been an asset. Oh, for sure. Yeah. This team in the future. And I don't, man, like whoever, whoever is able to get him, right? Because I have seen mm -hmm. the idea of, okay, we'll maybe try to trade his rights or that. I think the only way you're able to trade his rights is if it's to for sure to a team that he wants to play for. Yeah. Like, I was seeing similarities of this to the Adam Fox uh, out of Calgary kind of thing. Yeah. Of like, he, it sounds like he maybe wants to play somewhere specific. Mm -hmm. Or has like a couple specific teams in mind, yeah. Um, and Anaheim's just not one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, but even then, it's you know, like, why would a team pay for the rights when they can just wait until free agency and then grab them for nothing? Yeah, exactly. So, it just it really doesn't make sense. So yeah. Um, 
Henry Thun Henry Thrun did play for the World uh, Junior Team and the U.S. World Junior Team. He played seven games in the uh, twenty twenty to twenty one season. Um, so I guess that would have been the twenty twenty one World Juniors. Uh, registering one point there, and that team was freaking stacked. Man, yeah. I, I always forget about this. Trevor Zegras, Alex Turcott, Arthur Kaliev, Matt Boldy. Uh, John Ferrin, Farinacci of, uh, he's a Coyotes, um, prospect unsigned, Bobby Brink, yeah. Cam York, Cole Caulfield, Brett Burrard of the, uh, Rangers also unsigned, Brock Faber, wild unsigned, Drew Hellison of the Ducks, Ryan Johnson of the Sabres, uh, Maddie Beneers, Jake yeah, Sanderson. Was, now I'm that, just going through other names. Yeah. Ja- Jackson Lacombe, Henry Thrun, Hunter Skinner. Uh, oh, Dustin you, Wolf and Spencer Knight as your goaltenders? Like, what the hell is that team, man? That's nuts. So the fact that Henry Thrun was on that team, uh, I think really just speaks volumes to uh, how good of a prospect this guy is and how big of a loss it is for yeah, the Ducks. Yeah, you did, you did miss on uh, Lacombe there, Ducks prospect as well, that we talked about on the last I, I, week, I, I think. Yeah, I, I, uh, maybe... He's I, ran through it. Yeah, I think I just ran through it, but yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Did I say um, Sam Colangelo? Colangelo as well? Ducks uh, prospect. I, I think you missed him, but yeah, that was a stacked team because that was that was also the it was them in Canada were just destined to meet up in that gold medal game. Yeah, and I know for Canada, like that was like before the tournament started. Like just looking at the roster, there was the question of is this the best Canadian team outside of the 2003 team? I think or 2004. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, the like the the states locked them out just because they were that good mm-hmm. so and a lot of those guys are already having like decent nhl careers or are on the path to having them so yeah exactly so it, it's just nuts yeah that that whole yeah. year was just disgusting it'll, it'll it will definitely be interesting to see because there's def there there is going to be the interest in thrun a hundred percent oh yeah the there's, there's no way he's not signed teams. yeah and like there's already teams i'm sure that are licking their lips at it right now mm-hmm. um yeah for sure it'll be interesting to see where he goes Mm-hmm. Because I feel like there's, I mean, like Anaheim is one of the teams that I feel like if he if he signed, like he's got a pretty good chance to play in the NHL right away. It's just, do you want to be playing for the Ducks or do you want to be playing for somebody else? Yeah. So it, like, if he goes for another team that's like bottom feedery, then I kind of wonder what happened that deterred him from Anaheim you see I I think he's just gonna go somewhere that's not a bottom feeder but like they're also like kind of in the rebuilding stage like say like a St. Louis in in their current state where they're like yeah we we do need to rebuild we do have open roster spots but like yeah we're not literally the worst yeah Yeah, (laughs) so so I think it might be something like that or like an Ottawa maybe Uh, like just just as an example like he's American so I doubt he would want to play in Canada but you never know, um, but but those teams were like there is going to be that potential spot open, but it's not. He's not going to be going to like Tampa, where it's like okay, you might be able to play third yeah, pairing right. in our <laughs> AHL team, maybe, just maybe. The depth charts in Tampa have depth charts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that's so it's a loss for the Ducks, but uh, yeah, it'll just be interesting to see where he goes, kind of thing, and then. You know, let the speculation begin, I guess. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, before we get into the next topic here, yeah, we'll just take a quick break here. Uh, we'll hear from our friends at DraftKings and over at Raycon, promo code THPN on both of those guys. And yeah, on the other side, we'll talk um, about some comments from Elliot Friedman, upcoming games, calls update, and uh, what's quacking is what we'll do for the back half of the episode here. See you guys soon. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for hockey, baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. 
Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, and make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time, pretty unrealistic. You've probably found that the smallest changes to your routine can actually make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be part of a big change if it's something you use every day, just like Raycon earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon's got you covered. And yep, Raycon started half the price of other premium audio brands. That means you don't have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair and a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. Again, that's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. So, uh, Elliot Friedman was on the Light the Lamp Light the Lamp podcast, uh, which is one of the shows over on Duck's Stream, and he uh, was. Uh, this is your news thing, so I'm just kind of setting it up and yeah, and <laughs> uh, um, what's his name to your LeBron James because I don't follow basketball, but I'm tossing the alley oop over to you so you can slam dunk it whenever you feel. Well, let, here let's keep it in the hockey thing, and with the guy that we're talking about here, you're the Jeff. You're, you're the Jeff Merrick to my L.A.D. Friedman. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. In the spirit of Valentine's Day, that's our beautiful relationship. I, I know it's like you. a day after, but what's that? <laughs> I you tank, tank from you. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, just uh, feel free to say what Elliot said here. Yeah, sure. So it's a, it's a really uh, quick, just a couple notes that I had about it that were, mm. I felt kind of interesting. Um, definitely go take a listen to the episode. It's only about a half an hour long and it, it's just, it's good in general. So, and yep. uh, they also just put out one with uh, Jeff Merrick as well, which I haven't listened to that whole thing yet, but uh, I, I personally just love listening to those two guys as a whole. Mm. And I'm, I'm hoping to get, I mean, like at least one of them, but both would be cool on this show at some point because they are people that I would genuinely like that I genuinely want to talk to on this show about duck stuff and just other stuff as well. Like, uh, especially with us doing, you know, like music stuff every now and then, like Jeff Merrick is a massive music guy. So I'd love to like just like have like more than half of that conversation, even just be about that or mm-hmm. talk about, you know, like junior hockey and the Tigers or something like that. Yeah. But um, anyway. So, uh, yeah, Elliot Freeman on Light the Lamp, um, you know, he was asked kind of. Off the top, off the top of the uh, the ducks talk, at least, just you know, kind of like were the ducks doing what he thought they were going to do or that, and he just said, yeah, it's 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 played out pretty much how he thought it would, and uh, I had the quote here, just tough to watch, which, yeah, that's a good way yeah, to describe it, it. So, but yeah. um, uh, but he said that he was judging the season more, not on how the ducks did, like on you know, the season as a whole the wins or, and losses know, like, and yeah, spe- or special teams or anything like that. And it's again, this is a kind of one of those moments where I'm like, okay, I, I do know something at least here. Um, right. I, I feel like I kind of, you know, have, have an idea of maybe what's going on or I'm on the right track at least. Uh, Cause Ellie kind of the same thing that I was kind of thinking just are the young guys getting better. 
Mm-hmm. Right? That's, that's what the season's he, been about. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what he's judging this season on. And that's what I've been judging it on too. I would say for the most part, yes, they have, but it, I don't know. It feels like it's on their own accord. Oh yeah, no, that's so, yeah, that's without a question. Like they they could be better than they yeah. could be getting better at a better rate than they currently are with somebody else behind the bench, but nonetheless, they are still getting better. Yeah, exactly. Um, he did comment specifically on Mason McTavish as well, just saying you know that like. Yeah, sure, he gets beat sometimes or that, but that's normal, especially for a guy his age and just, you know, the little amount of time relative that he's had in the NHL so far. Um, But he said that he's just a really competitive guy and that's what makes him fun to watch. And Mm -hmm. he specifically brought up the the example, and this was a great one, I thought, as well. uh, The, you know, grabbing the puck off the goal line mid-air in the gold medal game of uh, the 2022 uh, world junior uh championship right yeah, in, yeah in, exactly uh, that was an overtime was it not yeah it was yeah yeah and, and, and like the hustle to get back to the front of yeah the exactly as when he screwed up like just too, like just the never give up attitude which honestly i hope that attitude overall rubs off more on this ducks team especially oh, the sure. young guys because that's what this team desperately needs i think oh yeah um Yes, because especially in like over the last couple of months, right? Like we talked about the idea of the team just like when they look like they were done, then then it's time to worry, right? And we've had that now for the last couple of months, I think. So I I do hope that rubs off a little bit more because that is a guy that say even tonight when uh, the Sabres were up 7-3, Whenever I saw McTavish out on the ice, it looked like he was going for it, right? Like Yeah, he he wasn't just there to like, you know... Yeah, play catch or anything like that. He was no like we're still playing hockey until the buzzer goes. Yeah, there he, he doesn't care what the score is. There is uh, two gears to Mason McTavish. There is uh, Park and there is Go. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, the big thing that I think a lot of people were more paying attention to mm. was uh, he was asked about John Gibson and his future. Uh, to which Friedman did say he's not trying to get anybody within the organization in trouble, considering that this is a, you know, Ducks uh, funded show. Yeah. Um, But he did give some details and I hope that he expands on this in a blog or on like a next 32 thoughts episode or something like that. I'm sure he will now that it's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I have a couple quotes here. Um, I would like to think that Gibson would like to be somewhere else where the cycle is closer to winning. And I don't think it's because John Gibson hates the Ducks or hates Anaheim or is unhappy there. Um, He's attributed to, he said, quote, when you look at his age and you look at where he is, he's probably sitting there and saying, I just want to be in a position where we are closer to winning. Uh, Where he, and he, and he did note that, you know, Gibson, like, like all of us, is getting older and the Ducks rebuild is going to take a few years. So mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be some time for him kind of thing, right? Like he's going to be weirdly probably getting closer. Like he's going to be a lot closer to being on the way out than he is to continue to play. Well, by the time the awesome, Ducks are contenders right? in three or four years, his current contract is going to be up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he did talk about, he said, quote, I have no doubt that Verbeek has looked into it being trading John Gibson. Mm-hmm. Um, no doubt that other teams have looked into it. It's just a matter of finding the proper match. Um, he said the best thing for that, that Gibson could do right now is just to compete for himself, even though the Ducks are competing, which mm-hmm. is exactly like, and that's all we've, we've asked that, for. Yeah, yeah that, that we've seen that and that's all we've asked for, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, which it just becomes a bit of a struggle when he, you know, has the the couple of good games like we just saw last week, and then as the the flounder against Vegas, well, kind of thing, right? So he still which, faced thirty nine shots. Yeah, so. not entirely his fault, but yeah. Um, and uh, and, and again, this is just where like, okay, I do know something at least. The the sticking point that he said term would be the issue in moving him, which mm-hmm. I think, you know, like every like everyone's going to kind of go like, Oh yeah, makes sense. Um, but just that kind of being out there, I guess. Right. Just kind of validates it. 
yeah. in a way. It's not just fan talk of, oh yeah, you know, like the term is going to be hard to do. It's yeah. Term is going to be the issue here. And a hundred percent makes sense there. So <laughs> and but, dollar value as well. Like to be fair, like yeah. 6.4 for a goaltender is, is tough to do. Like, in this, and, and if you're the, in doctor, the state we're at for the cap, like it's not egregious by any means, but it, it, people don't just have or like winning teams don't just have six point four million in cap space to spend on a goalie. Yeah, generally. exactly. So. And and even if say you were to retain to you know help facilitate the trade kind of thing, right? Even if you're doing, I'm not, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to go the yeah the half like yeah twenty five. That's still about two million dollars that you're keeping on your cap for three years maybe that's not yeah. nothing four years I in, think. in the yeah. in the grand scheme of things that's not nothing right no. like that's yeah give it a, a year or two kind of thing i mean hell even now that's a fourth line third line guy for some teams at yeah. two million dollars right so yeah, exactly. or or a or a bottom pairing defenseman yeah it's, that's it's not one point, cheap 1.6 is what 25 percent would be retained and i believe he's signed for four more years so and if that's when the Ducks want to be contending, like, yeah, it's great that it'll drop off the books in four years, but um, you still need to be able to bring in those guys in the yeah. meantime. So, like, you, you kind of need that 1.6 mil in cap space for the next, or for, like, say, that third and that fourth year. So, oh, yeah. sorry. No, he signed for, oh, yeah, after this season, four more years. He signed up. Yeah. So I said three because I it just gets a bit closer where it's easier to stomach for both teams. Yeah. With the cap hopefully going up and that kind of thing. So that's why I went mm. with the with the three in particular there. So yeah. Yeah. Fair um I don't think it would be like personally, I don't think it would be anytime soon. Um I would be surprised if it was. Like but, this deadline, you mean? Yeah, I don't think so. Or even or even next deadline. Yeah. Like I'm it, expecting it, it in like two deadlines at least. Yeah, maybe. So, I don't know. Yeah, uh, we'll see. It depends on the what what teams need, I guess. So yeah, and what teams are willing to pay as well. So yeah. So anyway, it was a quick conversation with Elliot Freeman, but definitely go check it out. Like I said, it's about a half an hour. It's a it's a good listen to. Um, Freeman also talks about uh, you know our our neighbors in the LA Kings and uh, kind of what they're looking at doing and stuff like that. So it with with Freeman, you're gonna get a great inside look. So oh, like sure. I, I just I just try to listen to him honestly as much as possible. Yeah. Oh yeah, so. me too. He's he's great to listen to. So yeah. yeah. He's, he's got he's got the great information and he's also just a great listen in general. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. every every show that I listen to of him being a, a guest on or that kind of thing, I get at least one good laugh out of it too. Because like mm-hmm. he's just a he's just a character guy. So yeah. Um, you're going off the board a little bit here as well. You said you had one other uh, little bit of news that you were requested to talk about here, and yeah, I have no so idea what it is. So yeah. I got requested by uh, our our good friend, the Ronarchy, Mister Ronnie Sullivan, um, mm-hmm. who had said that uh, he he works too early, like always, so he was going to miss our our show tonight. Um, but he knew that we were that we, he knew that we were going to kill it. So thank you, Ronnie. Thank you. Uh, he said, but please go off for me on the speculation that the Ducks are keeping the webbed duck foot. Uh, we need the mighty logo and we need your purple and orange sweater box. Um, <laughs> so that came up from uh, another buddy of mine, actually, Chris from Aesthetics, uh, had shared on his Twitter account that the Anaheim Ducks unveiled their new 30th anniversary logo to season ticket members today, uh, which I oh, cool. can pull it up uh, here, if you're watching on YouTube or Twitch, and uh, now is this a logo, wrong, like we, a crest logo or just a patch? It'll be it'll be a patch. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, if you're listening to us just on on podcast on audio, like thank you very much. But also watch us on video because then you can see our well, at least Carter's gorgeous face. And uh, <laughs> thank you. Get to see some you know some some good graphics every now and then or that kind of thing or just uh, stuff that we're looking at. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, here's the 30th anniversary patch for the Anaheim okay. Ducks. Very yeah. mighty esque. Oh, with for sure. Yeah, uh, with with the triangle and the the crossed yellow sticks. Um, and it's the it's the old Mighty Duck uh, number font as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that drew my eye right away, though, unfortunately, is the web duck foot up top. 
I know there's a lot of speculation going around and I've been trying to see if I can find uh, anything, but like everything, it seems for the Anaheim Ducks, it's all lock and key. Um, there's a lot of speculation going around though, that, um, you know, Anaheim would be transitioning maybe to the orange alternate Jersey as the full-time home for next season. Um, that's, you know, the, the first reverse retro Jersey, uh, the Wild Wing one a couple years ago was only worn twice, whereas the Ducks went to, um, you know, the, the modern colors, but the Mighty Duck look again, right, in a white. And it kind of the, the, the idea of fans was that, hey, maybe this is, you know, a trial for them because considering that they wore it for eight games. Yeah. Right. Which Anaheim like doesn't like to push that kind of stuff a whole heck of a lot mm-hmm. um so there's kind of that kind of idea and it was maybe like it's was, it was kind of getting fans hopes up of maybe we are going to see the return of the mighty logo next year and and while yes the tv show is based on you know like it's the mighty ducks right the like especially season two was heavy on anything Anaheim Ducks being that Mighty Ducks logo rather than the web duck foot. Yeah. So seeing the web duck foot, not front and center, but as a very prominent part in this logo here does kind of disappoint me, I guess yeah. a little bit, deter me a little bit. Um, I, I do have a question though for, because you're, you're the graphic designer of the two of us, but um, but I mean, I, I can tell. I, I think when things look good and when things look like shit. So, wh- wouldn't it look kind of bad if you had the Mighty Duck logo, like with the crossed sticks, as like a smaller logo above the cross sticks? So, like just a miniature version, uh, kind of of the logo at the top. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I, yeah, I know. Like, I, I, I get what you mean. Um, because, and it also, I, because this is like the 30th anniversary logo, you're kind of paying homage to like the whole run of the Ducks franchise. So you're you're featuring the mighty logo in the cross sticks and the numbers, and then you're hmm. kind of adding in the element of the current with the Web D. But also, if you're going back to the mighty logo next season, then it's like, okay, 30 years, you know, cross sticks, that's kind of our our thing in yellow and then the specific font. Um, but let's not also forget the Jersey we wore for, what was it? 2000. Yeah. For, for 10 years at this point with the, the web duck foot. So we're going to include that smaller in the top. So, yeah, no, I, I do get what you mean. Um, and specifically yeah. for on the Jersey, like kind of visualizing it in my mind, it's, it's small enough that it's not going to pull away from it i don't think because mm-hmm. think of um well here let's let's go back to the 25th anniversary for the ducks right yeah that logo had the web duck foot integrated into the five itself while oh, yeah. being worn on jerseys that had the duck foot on the front prominent yeah that was a little more subtle though so but like whereas here it's the same you have the crust. It's, it's, it was all the same colors in that too yeah but like you have the cross sticks in yellow and then above that you would have the duck mask with the yellow cross sticks above it as well so it's like a lot of the same going on at once i, I guess unless you just did the the duck mask instead of the web d like like just that not yeah the whole background yeah i mean i guess that could kind of yeah um work, i am taking a look here as well because uh chris from aesthetics had posted uh just with this coming out he posted an updated uh graphic of uh nhl milestone patches yeah. um actually yeah even for the 20th anniversary for uh the anaheim ducks in uh 13 14 there the the web d is prominent in it as well so yeah the kind of doubling up on it, uh, even you know the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, for both twenty and thirty had the zero be like their their logo uh, okay. within it. Um, I'm just trying to see what else here. Like, like there is the difference between just having the logo kind of be part of it, but then having it be worked into something in a way, right? Yeah. Um. Kind of taking a look at what other ones. Um, 
yeah, like the Anaheim ones are like kind of the prominent ones there for me. Um, and if, I guess if the issue is the, you know, having the patch on the, on the chest there, mm-hmm. um, I guess depending on what Jersey you're doing it with, well, all of Anaheim's jerseys actually have shoulder patches. I was going to say you could do like New Jersey and have it on the shoulder. You could also do what Carolina is doing this season, if I'm remembering this correctly. And they have it um, below the numbers on the sleeve, actually. Oh, yeah. Similar to like the the 100 crest that all teams yep. had on their jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, like you could put it there as well if that's kind of your issue. Um, I don't know. I'm, 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 no, I'm, I'll, I'll do up some mocks kind of thing just to see what yeah. it would look like. Um, and I can send those to you and then you can tell me what you think. But, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I don't get me wrong. Like, I do like this 30th anniversary patch. It's, it is cool. Yeah. Um, I could maybe go without, like, personally, the embossing of the sticks and the numbers, but that's, that's just a personal thing. Yeah. Um, it just it it feels like a lot of silver, I guess, is is my only thing. Um, mm. Besides that, though, like this is, I I do enjoy this because they are actually recognizing the mighty duck, right? Yeah. Like I know that they've been trying to do it more with, you know, the introduction of the third jersey. Uh, I guess like even like the one that is the home jersey. Uh, like right now, right? Like when that was first introduced as an alternate, that was the return of the mighty logo on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, like they've been trying to, like they have been ut- utilizing it a little bit more as of late. Um, so like I am very happy to see this, but just having, I guess that be the main logo there, unless this is just a for now kind of thing because they still have it planned. You never know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just seeing that there for now, though, just kind of leads me to believe that they aren't going that Mighty Duck direction, at least next season. Now, as much as that's maybe a little bit bah humbug for a vast majority of fans um, who want that Mighty Duck loaded to come back, keep in mind as well, next year is the last year of the Adidas NHL partnership for jerseys. After yeah, so that, we're going to have somebody yeah, new. Totally new jerseys. And usually yeah. when new manufacturers come in is when we see some new designs. Yeah. Except for the like the couple of occasions of, I think, like Florida. And like Florida redid their jerseys, I think, a year or two before Reebok was done. And Pittsburgh went the full 90s look uh, in the last year of Reebok. But those are kind of like a couple exceptions. And those just stayed into the Adidas look. Yeah. Um. Not too much tweaking. So, whereas for this, you are probably looking at a complete redesign, mm-hmm. unless they do just stick with, say, like the orange alternate jersey and then make a white version of it, which has been rumored for quite a bit. Yeah. Um. But more just speculative rumors, I guess. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess like what do you, what do you think of this otherwise though? Oh yeah, like, it, like it, it does. Yeah, it does look, look cool. No, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I think it. Yeah, no, it's. I, I really have nothing else to say besides it's great. I think, yeah, job well, <laughs> job well done on whoever designed that. Like it's, it's good. Yeah. So, but it, yeah, it's something cool. I could very much see in center ice, which is obviously where they're going to put it. Yeah, thirtieth anniversary. That so, yeah. that will look cool at center ice. I will say that. So yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, there you yeah. go, there you go, Ronnie. There's my uh, Carter's probably sitting there for a good chunk of that, going like, dude shut up like i i get it this is what this is your thing but shut up we uh, we don't need i, I, I just gotta let you logo get it out, for so. 10 minutes but yeah thank you for letting me get it out so it's all good um yeah this is, okay this let's is uh <laughs> let's move on i guess to uh upcoming games i suppose so uh we just got the one friday against the la kings 6 p.m pacific time as uh springfield mentioned they uh will be going to that as well so uh and it's probably going to be embarrassing yeah very much so well, yeah, we shall see. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We've played the Kings already a few times. Uh, actually, this might even be the last game of the season series. I should have looked this up before, but I, I think we have not. one more. I'm pulling it up right now, so oh, yeah. don't worry about it. I'll I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha, you, boo. Okay, okay I got it here. Uh, oh, yeah. This is only. The oh no, we've, we've only, only played, played them one once. game. 
Oh, yeah. We have two more games. We have this one here on Friday, and then we don't play them again until the last game of the regular season, April 13th. Right. Yeah. And we only play them three times. So, yeah, uh, the first time was a 4-1 win for the Kings uh, back on December 20th there. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I don't know. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at like the last five games thing. Uh, yeah. and just like the, the comparison there. Oh, Zegers in the last five games, two goals. Oh, that's sweet. Let's take a look at LA. Uh, Adrian Kempe with eight. Yeah. <laughs> the other teams have it a lot better. And 10 points in five games. Holy crap. Yeah, it's nuts. My dude, that doesn't have the updated stats after tonight with uh, Buffalo. So a couple things might change well, on the Anaheim side, but still. Maybe. Maybe. But, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, just looking on, at on our, the uh, on the bright side, goaltending is about even. <laughs> Both, I don't know uh, if that's good or not. <laughs> they have Gibson and Stellars here. It'll probably be uh, well, Dostal again. Yeah. Um, both at eight ninety sevens, and then you have Jonathan Quick and an eight eighty one, and uh, the the savior of the LA Kings apparently this season, uh, mm-hmm. Phoenix Copley. Yeah, at a nine oh three. Yeah, he's got a seventeen three and one record this yeah, season. Yeah, it's stupid. I, Holy like, I don't crap. understand it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we, neither of us were close on in Buffalo here. Yeah, I said five one four two. Even. Yeah, it was seven three or Vegas for that matter. Um. But yeah, what uh, what do you got for this <laughs> me, one here, Nate? Me, me betting on Anaheim to win. Um. Hilarious. I'm just gonna recycle actually the last Kings. Uh, last game against the Kings. I'm just going to go 4 oh, yeah. 1 Kings. Fair. Yeah. Um, what do I want to do? Let's say. Um, I didn't even look uh, at like the last 10 or anything like that. I'm just like. Yeah, no. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's your gut the, reaction. It's the Kings. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm going to say 5 1. Yeah. 5 1 feels right. 5 1? Uh, 5 2. 5 2. Okay. Oop, not 5 5. That's not going to happen. Yep. 5 2. Yeah. Now that yeah, we have our that. picks locked in. Uh, LA is five, four, and one in their last ten games on a two-game winning streak. Uh, mm-hmm. Their next game is against Anaheim as well. Okay. And uh, on the road this season, fourteen, nine, and five. Is I think what that says as I have my glasses off as I'm trying to read. No, shut up, Siri. <laughs> Got a lot going on right now, hey. <laughs> Apparently, um, yeah, fourteen, nine, and five. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm still comfortable with where I put the score yep. there. So, sitting uh, second in the Pacific Division right now with 67 points. Okay, another team that uh, has 14 wins, but albeit the whole season, not just on the road. <laughs> uh, the San Diego Gulls, who have a 14-35 and 0 record for 10th in the Pacific, the other Pacific, the AHL Pacific. Yeah, which um, is also last. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, this week, a uh, 2-1 overtime win against the Coachella Valley Firebirds. A little bit of redemption there since they didn't do well last week, but then uh, promptly got schlacked by these uh, Bakersfield Condors 6-1 to following night. And then uh, if your uh, Valentine's date took you to a game on uh, Tuesday, I guess, yep, you uh, got to experience a 5-1 win against the Tucson Roadrunners at... Uh, the arena in San Diego, which I'm forgetting the name right now. Uh, yeah, I'm forgetting it right now too. Yeah, it's embarrassing. I know, but Pachanga something? Or is that the? That's not the name. Or no? No, no I don't remember it offhand. Gulls Arena. Uh, see, I got to look it up because <laughs> it's otherwise it's just going to bother me. Yeah, Pachanga Arena in San Diego. Oh, okay. Yeah. In fairness to everybody that's listening to this after the fact, it's like I could, yeah. for, for us it's eleven forty five PM local. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's been a while. So yeah. And we're on hour three. Well almost hour, hour o- almost going four hours of um yeah. of podcast type thing. So yeah, it's been wild. Yeah. Oh it's been a lot. <laughs> um next up for the San Diego Gulls on February eighteenth, they will play the Ontario Rain. Friday? Oh no, yep. that's Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, sorry. Saturday, the Ontario Rain. And uh, then they will have two games against the Bakersfield Condors, one on the 19th at home. That is the Sunday. And then on Tuesday, the 21st, they will be in Bakersfield uh, for a rematch there. 
Nate, do you want to hit us with the uh, stats of the players that we got? Yeah, I do. <laughs> hit us. Um, <laughs> uh, Braden Tracy and Glenn Godden are tied for fifth spot right now on Duck scoring with 21 points each. Uh, Michael Delzato has fourth spot with 24, 14 of those with San Diego. Uh, our boy Bo Grew has 29 for third. Nicholas Brilliard has 32 for second. And our boy Rocco Grimaldi is just continuing to show that he should probably have an NHL contract uh, with yep. 48 games played and 46 points. Nice. 21 goals. Hell yeah. Looking Love good. to see it. Love to see it. And then for your goalies, uh, we have uh, Lucas Dostal, obviously leading the way at a uh, 11 21 and 0 record, but a nine or sorry, not a nine, a 297 goals against average and a 912 save percentage uh, with a shutout in there in 34 games. Ole Erickson Eck has a 489 goals against and an 849 save percentage. And we have a new challenger Ooh. in Mr. Gage Alexander, who, congratulations, the other night put up his first uh, AHL win. Yeah, well, there's the applause there. Uh, which I believe was that game actually on uh, on Valentine's there, the 5-1 win over Tucson. Um, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, he played one game. Played the full game, had one goal against, had a 967 save percentage that night. Uh, 30 shots and 29 saves. Nice. So. Good uh, Good first showing from him in the yeah. AHL. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, good to see, for sure. So, I yeah. don't want to jinx it, but I'm going to jinx it because it's going to be even better for the tank anyway. Mm-hmm. John Gibson goes down and we get the tandem of Dostal and Alexander to end the season. Well, I guess we Stolarz is like day to day, but still yeah. get the tandem of uh, yeah. Alexander and Dostal up in the NHL. That'd be something. That'd I'm be okay something. with it. Yeah, I'm okay with sure. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. I, I mean, I guess that's it for the for the goals there. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I did just. I was trying to see if it was that game because I guess technically it could have been against the Coachella Valley Firebirds, but I doubt they would have. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm put him in there. Fairly certain it was the yeah the game just yesterday. So yeah, yeah, that's what we'll go with until proven yeah. otherwise. So um, yeah, I, I guess we just got uh what's quacking here to wrap things up, and I am very very intrigued. Let me tell you <laughs> of what this could be. You are really gonna like this because it's not. I don't think it's where you're thinking it might go. You know, actually, I, well, before, I have no idea where it's gonna go. So give me an idea of where you think. Okay. So I guess I should play the music, sorry. Or the quacking. Where do you so, think this might go? So just for context for everybody, in the outline, all it says is werewolves in Africa. Yep. Where do you think we're going with this? Well, I mean, I think we're going to Africa. Yeah. And to talk about werewolves. Yeah. I'm. Mm. Actually, okay. Here. You know what? I've thought about this for more than a few seconds. Is there <laughs> werewolf howls in Africa by Toto? <laughs> is okay, that what this you is? You got a lot closer than I thought. Actually? Okay. Uh-oh. All right. So this was a thread that I came across. Um, this is from a few years ago but it was a uh, user h radzka h-r-a-d-z-k-a uh david hines on uh on twitter here he's got this thread gonna take a lot to drag me away from you there's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do so why is the singer not with her now this is my theory on toto's africa is how he starts the thread here. Wow. Okay. In Toto's Africa, why is the speaker in Africa in the first place? Answer. He is, quote, hoping to find some long forgotten words or ancient melodies. He's a student of okay. the occult. <laughs> okay. Why has the singer of Toto's Africa gone to Africa, leaving his love in order to hunt up obscure folklore? 
Well, he tells us, I seek to cure what's deep inside, frightened of this thing that I've become. He's a goddamn werewolf. <laughs> I guess. Wild, wild dogs cry out in the night as they grow restless, longing for some solitary company. Those aren't dogs. Why does he bless the rains down in Africa? Because the cloud cover blocks the moon. Toto's Africa is about a lovesick werewolf in Africa seeking out ancient lore to find a cure for his unfortunate condition. Makes sense to me. <laughs> I, I got no argument, so. Also called the side quest of Remus Lupin from the uh, Harry Potter novels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, be, because I have no response, and it's not because I didn't think that was cool. It, it's just because I'm mind blown. I'm like, yeah, no, it just makes sense. Um, and also, yeah. as as you said, it's it's almost midnight here, so it's a yeah. time for us to hit the hay. Um, so apologize if this wasn't the most um, you know upbeat episode just, of the Quack Report. Just sit with this theory for a bit, and it just makes sense. Just, here, let's try it this way. Try and disprove the theory. Come up with a yeah. better explanation for the, or, or a meaning behind the lyrics of Africa. Exactly. And then maybe I'll believe that. But until then, this is what I'm going with. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Nate, if people want to tell you how much the, that last couple minutes just changed their entire outlook on life, where can they do that at? Uh, you can do that on Twitter, and you can tweet me at Tate Nomas, T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S. Yeah, and uh, if you ever just want to talk, not not you specifically, Nate, because I know that you know this, but if anyone else ever just wants to, you know, talk about logos. <laughs> I thought you were going to say just because I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm not that mean. <laughs> um, if Just talk about logos, you know, you, not like have a conversation, just like monologue about logos. Um, apparently, I'm really good at just like, listening to people do that so you can yeah. do that at Carter listener. underscore pots p-o-t-t-s underscore 97 i am a good listener i think yeah it's the introvert in me yeah it's um, how we've done this show for four years exactly exactly uh we're also on twitter at crack report pod thank you guys very much for tuning in and go ducks go